Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Jennifer Laughlin Miller, CIO at Watertown Regional Medical Center. In this segment, Miller talks about her vision for what state HIEs will look like in the near future, how her team is leveraging LifePoint Health's resources to shore up security, and how saying yes and keeping an open mind help her climb the ladder at Watertown Regional. So I imagine that, that having that kind of history um, puts you in uh, maybe a good place for, for when Meaningful You started. Yes. Yes. M- meaningful You Stage 1 for us was very easy. I mean, we really were meeting the measures w- really without even trying. So that was really good for us. Um, meaningful use stage two, um, you know, the same thing. You know, they increased the thresholds on the different criteria, and we were meeting them even, even pretty easy. But the one that was a little bit more challenging was the uh, patients who have, you know, we need to have 5% of patients send a secure message to providers. And that one was a bit more challenging because, you know, you're requiring the patient to take that initiative and send the message so we had to do, uh, we had to put people in the clinic waiting rooms and, and get people to sign up for the portal so that they can send messages. And it was a bigger process, but we were able to get there. And now with the um, kind of the relaxation of the stage two reporting, now we just have to attest that we have the ability to do that. Um, so that's certainly helpful. But I know in stage three, at least what I'm seeing is that number jumps up to like 10%, I think. So we have to keep going. Right. And so who, who did you have like going into the clinics? Like who, who was kind of um, assigned that role? We had our IT analysts. Um, they're nurses, uh, nursing IT analysts. We just sort of uh, place them in, in our clinics at strategic times. Um, not all of our clinics, but the ones where we had, th- where the numbers were the lowest. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because you, you talked about stage one, and a lot of that was, was laying a foundation, and it was a foundation that, that you already seemed to have had in place. And it seems like the, the big change with two was that all, all of a sudden it was uh, factors that are really kind of out of your, out of your hands and right. know, uh, relying on the patients. Well, and I think that the whole Meaningful Use program, I mean, the incentives were there to try to get hospitals and physicians to adopt health information technology, you know, and we had already adopted it back in 1998, you know, so certainly we were not the target demographic, you know, for the Meaningful Use program. However, it really served us well participating in it, and um, we will continue to do so. Right. You mentioned um, briefly the, the HIE. That, that, that's a, a state HIE? Yes. Um, WISHIN is the Wisconsin State Health Information Network. Okay. Uh, we've been participating with them since um, about, I want to say it's been about three or four years now. Um, so we were the first hospital in the state to work with them to begin sending them, you know, live patient, you know, information to, to help work through a lot of the bugs. Um, we have a great, our system integrator, Terry Zabel, is, she is a master, so she has put in countless hours um, on this. But we, you know, we participate with WISHIN, um, certainly with the hopes of, 
you know, allowing patients to be able to get access to their information wherever they are in the state. So if they're up north on vacation or whatever, you know, those hospitals that participate in WISHIN would be able to basically query the exchange and be able to access their patient information. Um, so we, I don't know as of today, you know, how many hospitals have signed up, but I, I think I heard that hospitals in almost every county are participating in WISHIN. So that dream will certainly, I think, come to fruition at some point, you know, in the future. But right now, what we're really utilizing WISHIN for is, is sort of as our hub for our spokes, which is like the uh, reporting for syndromic surveillance, immunization registry, um, and other, you know, state lab reporting. Um, instead of having interfaces directly between our system and all those entities, we're able to use WISHIN sort of as that hub and spoke sort of a, that's kind of how I describe it. Okay. I think WISHIN will be more, not just WISHIN, I shouldn't just say that, but any HIE I think will be more useful to the providers when, they're, when it's embedded into the EMR. So if the yeah. patient comes in the ER, a provider you know, is in that patient's medical record, you know, they can query the exchange and get that information brought into them without having to go to a separate system. We're not there yet. Um, but it's definitely coming. I've, I've heard rumblings of it. Yeah, it's been an interesting thing to watch. Yeah. Um, and now as, as far as LifePoint, uh, are they on a different uh, EHR system than you? Um, there there's several different systems that are used throughout their 70-plus hospitals across the country, um, so there is not one, one standard. Okay. Yeah, so that probably works better than knowing that they were on a system and that you'd eventually have to switch to it. To migrate, that would definitely be definitely be a big challenge, but um, it's been great working with them. Okay. Anything else that, that we didn't touch on just as far as uh, priorities on your plate? I know there's, there's always a lot. Which well, sounds, uh, kind of you know, uh, just real quick, I guess, some of the other things I, w I was thinking of is um, uh, security. So we are rolling out um, two-factor authentication um, for remote users. Um, so that's something that we're, we're in the process of, of doing to kind of shore up, you know, the, who accesses or how they access our system. Um, the intrusion protection and vulnerability management and monitoring, you know, those systems are in place. And, you know, because just cybersecurity is such a hot topic right now and, you know, we really want to make sure that we're protecting our patient information. And that's something that I think, uh, you know, you being with the organization for a while, you've seen that, that evolution of more devices and sites being accessed from different points, and uh, I'm sure yeah. it's, it's been a tough thing to adjust to. Oh, yeah. I mean, people have at minimum three devices, and, you know, right now our current EMR system isn't quite tablet friendly, but it will be and that, you know, we, so we want to make sure that, you know, we have as much security and protection in place before we get there as possible. Right. Now with an organization your size, um, does, does security fall under, under your purview or do you have somebody assigned to that? It does. Yes. Um, Seth Hayden, he is in our IES department on the technical side. He, uh, he came to us from a large organization where that was his sole um, job, and it's been um, really great uh, working with LifePoint on this topic because they have so 
much talent and, and resource on, on you know, the whole security and cyber security topic that um, is really allowing us to kind of shore up our security on our side. And so Seth has been working with them directly on that project and those projects. Okay. And that's obviously yeah. an ongoing thing. Um, there's, no, there's no security strategy that, that's <laughs> right. <been> static. <laughs> exactly. All right. So um, wanted to, to talk about your career path. Now, we, we've alluded to it that you've been with the organization for a while. And when, when did you start there? So I started in February of 1999. So in February of next year, I'll have been there 17 years, been here 17 years. Okay. And um, I started here as the medical records coordinator back in 1999. My, my undergraduate degree is in health information management from UW-Milwaukee. And so that's how I, I started here. And kind of just over the years, um, I had some opportunities that I participated in, and uh, there was a retirement, and so I was given another title of Director of Medical Records and Medical Staff Services. And, you know, as the years went on, it just kept sort of getting uh, more opportunities on my plate, um, and, and I really determined that at some point I would really love to be in hospital administration. And so I knew I needed an advanced degree for that, so I went back to UW-Milwaukee and uh, got my MBA in 2005. And f the fall of that year, um, I was fortunate enough to um, be able to, to take the position of Vice President and Chief Information Officer. And so I've been uh, CIO here at Watertown since 2005. Okay. So it's definitely just been a matter of working your way up there and, and getting experience in different areas? Yes. Oh, yes. I've worn many different hats over the years. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that that's something that um, kind of maybe gets lost sometimes because people will see a certain goal and, you know, want to work towards it, but um, maybe don't realize sometimes that, that by taking on different responsibilities, it's going to help get you there. Absolutely. I mean, that is exactly what got me there is, you know, you, you uh, volunteer for things, you say yes to things that you may, might not know anything about, but you figure it out. Um, you know, you, you get the eye of your boss and their boss and the CEO or the, you know, the board chair, whoever, um, and that helps. I mean, I, wore, I have um, been responsible for uh, the radiology department. Um, you know, departments like I don't, I don't know anything about radiology. Well, I didn't at the time. Um, but, you know, in terms of being a leader and um, empowering people and, and working as a team, I guess it works. I mean, you don't have to be the, the line expert in order to lead. So, you know. I just kind of just kept saying yes and taking things on. And now um, today I oversee um, not only information systems, but health information management and coding and uh, the medical staff office. Um, I'm also the HIPAA privacy officer and the ethics and compliance officer. Okay. So you still have a lot of hats. <laughs> still have a lot of hats, yes. They're all they're all definitely in my wheelhouse, um, though. <laughs> now, yeah, so. right. that's good. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this podcast from HealthSystemCIO.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at HealthSystemCIO.com/podcast.